You correct as you know. You 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 constantly correct as you move, navigate. Like so, don't. I guess don't look at the for me. Don't look at it as a straight road. You know, you know, it, it, it's kind of like the Pocahontas Disney thing. You know, which 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 river should I? You know, just around the river bend, should I take that one straight and narrow, or should I take this crooked one that goes off into the woods? It's like, well, maybe you take the crooked one that goes off to the woods, but you try to stay in the middle of the crooked river. <laughs> so you keep on adjusting. So you're kind of, you're not so wild, but you're a little more confined. And you just can't keep on refining yourself as you go along. Hello, you are listening to the Late Bloomer Living Podcast, where we are reimagining and redefining what it means to be in midlife where we are gathering energy, momentum, and excitement for our next chapter via candid conversations with other midlifers about their own pivots, pitfalls, and triumphs. I'm Yvonne Marchese, your host, and I'm so happy you're here. A little over a year ago, I got a phone call from a guy named Rich Kampanik. He needed headshots for his new role as a real estate agent. Rich and I connected right away. In fact, I called my husband after I got off the phone with him and said, I have a new headshot client who is just the nicest guy and I totally want to be friends with him. And well, that's exactly what happened. We have since become friends. Rich had a long, successful and storied career as CFO and eventually CEO of a talent management agency in New York City. But he decided to leave that behind him and follow a new path selling real estate. He had a vision and he had a passion for it and he was curious to see if it would be a good fit. Of course, as soon as I heard his story, I also knew he'd be perfect on my podcast. But because he was new to real estate, he didn't feel like he would have a good story to share. He was still feeling all the doubts you feel when you start something new and you're not sure how it's going to work out. I, however, knew he was going to be a rock star. I'm just saying. (laughs) It took me a year to convince him, but here he is as my guest today. I am excited for you to hear his story because he's someone who had an extremely successful career and was able to walk away from it when he realized it wasn't a good fit for him anymore. We, We so often stay in situations beyond the time that's healthy for us because we've invested our time and effort and money and might be considered crazy for walking away. It takes courage to take on a new career in midlife. I can't wait for you to meet him. But before we do, I'm wondering how you're doing I'm wondering if you have a project on the back burner or are itching for a new career. Maybe you keep thinking about finally getting in shape or you're simply wanting to finally learn that new language and you can't seem to make yourself take the steps to make it happen. So I'm just here to remind you if you've been listening for a while or if you're new here, I want you to know I did create a free guide for you designed to help you bust through what's keeping you stuck. It's a workbook called Five Steps to Your Midlife Reboot. You can sign up to receive it as an email series and it has practical exercises that you can use over the course of several weeks to get past feeling stuck. And you can do them at your own pace. They'll just be waiting for you in your inbox when you're ready for the next step. Also, too, you can, you know, once you go through them, take some time and then go back and repeat them. That's another way to do it. I would love to hear from anybody who has been through it and and find out from you, by the way, if it's been successful for you. I've had a few people get back to me and it makes me so happy to hear that it is making a difference for people. Um, anyway, I will remind you at the end of the episode and tell you where to sign up if you're interested. Okie dokie. Without further ado, here's Rich Kampanic. Let's go. All right, Rich. We're finally hey. doing this. It's about time. It's oh my about gosh. Time. I am so excited. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so man, I was thinking back. How we when when did we first meet? Was has it been like a year and a half, two years? 
It has to be a year and a half to two years. I mean, I think COVID, you kind of lose sight of track of everything, but I think it was about a year and a half, two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So you called me to get your headshots done and I just kind of instantly fell in love with you. I was like, I, I remember, I remember calling my husband and saying, I just got a call from this guy that wants to get his headshots done. I totally want to be friends with him. He's so cool. <laughs> and it's funny because, you know, as I was looking, you know, to, to do the headshots for my career change and I'm going through all these websites and looking at, you know, all these various uh, photographers that are doing this. And I came out of photography backgrounds and I saw your face and your, your the images that you t- took. And I'm like, Oh, she's definitely the one. Aww. She's the one. She's Aww. the one. Oh, so. I wasn't plugging for that. But bring it. <laughs> no. Keep going. Keep going. No, no, yeah, exactly. no. <laughs> See, this is why. This is why. Um, so anyway, so when you were when you came to me for your headshots, you were in the middle of a of a big change, right? Yes. I'm, I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna let you back up and and tell that story. Sure, sure. So I was an accountant for forever. Um, you know, I went to school for accounting. I became a CPA. I worked in public accounting, and uh, and then I did audit. And eventually, I became a CFO of artist management companies. So we managed commercial photographers, hairstylists, makeup artists, uh, and then. Uh, I joined a partner and we started launched, basically launched an image licensing business and took it from zero to $22 million of revenue in less than 10 years. Wow. Um, yeah. And then we got funding to do an industry roll up to buy these independent uh, photography and artist management agencies primarily in New York and London. And so it's, it's all very high fashion luxury. Um, and I was the CFO during the, the roll up and we acquired basically 30 companies over a two, two and a half year period. Jeez Louise. Wow. And it, it was, and it was nonstop. And it was, it was really very exciting because you're in this big glamorous industry of fashion and beauty and image making and you're working with top photographers and you know some the world's best talent um and you're doing and you're doing these transactions and you're you're buying transactions and you're looking at pulling companies together and integrating them and and and, and, and traveling to london and germany and all over the place. It and sounds just, really exciting. It was really great. I mean, it's really, it was really great. I mean, and you traveled, you know, you, you, you traveled in luxury because you were, you were image luxury makers. And so you have to play that role mm. or be that role. You have to, you know, that's, that's our customer. That's what our, uh, you know, our clients, our photographers and hairstylists and makeup artists are doing. And so you live that life. And, uh, it was great. I mean, it was a lot of work, you know, lots of pressure um, doing these transactions and being CFO and, you know, kind of taking that company all the way through uh, to some degree. And that at and that one point, I became the CFO, the COO, and the CEO for about a year. And wait, okay, so so back up. So yeah. I want to make sure that the, that this is understood. You were doing all three roles. I was doing all three roles um, for basically a year Um, because, you know, there was a lot of changes in the industry. So the artist management, you know, if you think about photography and image making, it was all very publishing based. Mm -hmm. And so, and you know what happened, everybody knows what's happening to publishing. And so that put a lot of rate pressure on on what you can charge because of, of, of the switch over to social media and the digital pre- digital right, and the prevalence yeah. of images and you know all this whole different machine than what we were used to of these big glamorous spreads that we used to do. So it just put a lot of rate pressure on it. And so it put a lot of pressure on a company that already had pressure on it because we went through a massive acqui- uh, acquisition spree and a trying to integrate all of these very independent 
very creative, very fabulous companies together mm-hmm. um, who are used to all doing their own thing and trying to put, you know, rails on how on how things are getting operated and how things are getting done and, and protocols and everything. So it, it was a lot. Uh-huh. Um, and then there was a lot of financial pressure, obviously. Um, and so there was a lot of just a lot of transitions. Um, and so at the end of the day, I ended up with all three hats on. Um, uh-huh. and wasn't so happy, to be perfectly honest. You know, I was ready. It, I, 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 I hate to say it, but to some degree it's true. So my, you know, I, I was a CFO for, for a long time. And once I got that CEO title and maybe all three, mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I did it. You know, I did it. And I'm actually not that happy doing it. And I want to do something else. Like I actually, it's kind of scary to say, but I actually achieved my goal. Mm-hmm. And, and it was time for me to do something different. Like it didn't make, you know, the photography, which I've always loved, it, it just became a job to me. And it's mm-hmm. not, it, my passion kind of went out of, of everything. Mm-hmm. I did the acquisitions and I was very, very, pa- I'm very passionate about everything I do, um, which kind of gets me in trouble sometimes, but um mm-hmm. I, I was done. I was done. And when I'm done, I'm done. Like, mm-hmm. basically, you're dead to me. <laughs> I'm, I'm Italian. It's like, you're dead to me. I'm done. You know I'm what, done. though? I, I think that, that it's it's so amazing that you recognized that. And, you know, there there's that sunk cost fallacy that we all get trapped in, right? It's like, well, I'm here now. I can't I can't possibly stop. How do I stop? How do I, how do I get, I put all this work in, I did all the, you know, here I am. How do I, how do you walk away from that? And so many people get stuck there, um, trapped in their own success, right? Yeah, you and do. Yeah. So you, you took a courageous, you made a courageous move and said sayonara, right? I, I did. I did. And I remember, so our last, the last vacation that we went with my family, we went, actually went to China and and we we stayed in uh we went to beijing and we stayed in the peninsula hotel and we traveled business class and it, 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 there was a little mix up with the hotel room and we actually ended up with this like nine room suite in the peninsula in beijing <laughs> what? And, and 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 i i already <laughs> it was crazy i mean the kids still talk about it i mean it was it was crazy and we had like BMW limousines taking us to the train state. I mean, it was like over the top vacation. And the kids were like, so great. They were, you know, everybody's like, or my kids were like, oh my God, this is like the best vacation ever. And I'm like, this is going to be the last vacation for a while because I am going to be done. And we're going to have, we're just going to walk away from this. And if it happens again, it happens again, but I'm not happy. And so as much as this, this, you know, this lifestyle is appealing, it's worthless if you're not happy, you know? Yeah. And so I'm like, just enjoy it, but that's it. You're like, this is it. You're, you know, no more business class for you. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to fly underneath the airplane. <laughs> Or you're not going out. Cargo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Checked baggage. Let's see, okay, get in there. Get in there. Zip it up. Sit on it. <laughs> oh my goodness. I went down a whole path. I had a whole like visualization of uh, traveling in the cargo bin. <laughs> Where you, and which also leads me to that whole idea of what was it? Farley and living in a van down by the river. Well, was it scary? Yeah, exactly. You know, it, it, it is scary because I, so what my, what I wanted, and I wasn't thinking about, so when I left, I wasn't really thinking about, actually, I kind of, I've always thought about real estate. You know, I, a long time ago, I was a real estate uh, agent temporary, you know, for a while. Um, and I've always loved real estate. But when I left, and actually, these people would, you know, when I'm thinking about this, as we, you know, we were, you know, commiserating over the businesses and stuff like that, you know, some of my closer friends, coworkers would say, 
you really should go into real estate. Like you really should go into real estate because you love it so much. And I'm like, yeah, 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 whatever, whatever. Um, so when I was, when I left, when I took this, this leap off, um, like stepping off of a cliff, I thought I would do financial CFO outsourcing work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and actually, and I started a business art house consulting to really work with creatives and creative businesses in helping them run their businesses. Um, yeah. You know, a much so, needed thing, frankly. Much need, but, a, a, a much needed thing, but it yeah. was still, and, and, and this is kind of where this transition, but it was still a behind the scenes person, right? So I was always behind the scenes. I was kind of always made, you know, I was, you know, I was the guy behind pulling up the curtain and, you know, making everything happen and pushing people out onto the stage to do their thing. And that, you know, but that's probably not who I should have been for so long, you know? Mm-hmm. And so when I started doing the, the outside consulting thing, I was doing it and I can do it. I could do accounting and finance, like, I don't know, like, like anything, you know, it's just so easy to me and so much common sense, but I was like, yeah, I don't want to do this either. Like, great. I have this, I have the freedom. I have the independence. I could sit home and do it, but you know what? I don't want to do it. I'm not, I'm not happy. And that's, you know, why, why am I doing this? Money's not ever, you know, my philosophy has always been that I work to have a life. I don't, my life is not about my work. And Mm -hmm. so, and it's always been a struggle because, you know, I've had big jobs and the, the pressure to make your work, your life is so intense all the time. You know what I mean? Yes. And for me, is that just an American thing? It, it, it is, it is, it is. But you know, I mean, in London, I mean, they're pretty, they're, they're, yeah. they're pretty relentless. And in Germany, they're pretty relentless also, except, you know, when they go on vacation, they go on vacation. Yeah. Um, they got that part pre- right. For yeah. sure. <laughs> but the pressure, you know, I think it is probably very American that your, 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 your life is your work. And that's not, that's not me, you know, um, I, I want to, I want to have a good life and a balanced life. And I work really, really hard. And, but at the end of the day, I'm going to walk out of the office and try to, you know, have a nice life. So, um, but it's a lot, it's not, it's not easy. You're always going to tick somebody off. And that's, you know, that's as I, as I had staff, that's what I used to tell them. Like, you're never going to be like, you are never going to make everybody happy. If you leave work, you're going to make them upset. If you stay late, you're going to make your spouse upset. If you have to be on a call or travel, you're going to make your kids upset. Like somebody is always going to be upset with you for doing something that you need to do. So, Mm -hmm. you know, just try to balance it all out and get used to somebody being upset with you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much it, right? It's making me think of your, of, uh, you know, back some time ago, you, you, when I I did like a little uh, profile for you on my photography website, remember? And I was looking back at that and your motto. Do you remember what you well, I, I, I don't know. I, it was it live, live like you mean it was it live yeah, like you mean, like you mean my, and that's still my motto. And so actually it's on my new business card, you know, uh, it's rich companic and it's live like you mean it. And yeah. it is, and I, I strive for that all the time, like really, and it doesn't make a difference how you live your life or who you are and how much money you have or don't have, or it's just live like you mean it, like really live your life and yeah. try and, and try to make, be happy in it, you know, live it like you mean it. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I love yeah. that you have the ability to recognize um, when you're not happy. Do, what, do, you, do you have anything that you, do you have any kind of a practice? Um, do you meditate? What do you journal? Like, how do you stay in touch with that, with that inner North star, with that thing that that said that's telling you which way to go i don't meditate i you know i try to meditate um at some point and i don't have time I, i'm i'm too 
antsy to do that. And, but I think it's, and it's kind of, maybe it's a little crazy, but I mean, I can multitask so much. I could have so many, that I'm always kind of thinking about it in my head and about, and about a million other things also. And for some reason I could just kind of channel it all. Mm-hmm. And it's just more of an internal clock or mechanism that's saying, uh-oh, uh-oh. Uh oh, um, time, time, time to make a change. You know, time to do something. So, in, so I don't... but that's great because that 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 means that like in the moment you're you're working on something, and and at the same time it sounds like you're you've got that awareness that you're you're you know I mean that's kind of what meditation is, right? Is like the is that developing the ability to to watch and to watch yourself, to watch. And, yes. and it seems like maybe you just, you, you evolve, you incorporate that into, I mean, that's the ideal is we're all doing it all the time, hopefully, yeah. Um, yeah, and but it, it's hard, you know, sometimes we lose track. It is hard. It, you know, it, so it is hard. So I, I guess you're right. I, so I am always out there looking down at me for in some ways, mm-hmm. you know, trying to guide me and doing what makes me happy. And I, it, but it's always, I'm always curious the thing that I don't get is how I look from somebody else. So if somebody else is looking at me, mm-hmm. what do they what do they see? Like don't we I, I want to know that. I kind of want to know, and we never know. know. We never. We never really it. know. <laughs> you never know. But then these people say these things, and I'm like, what? <laughs> like, right. That's so me. that's how you see me. Like, right. Well, th- so then, so then speaking of which, cause that, that brings us to the, where you went. So you, you had your company, the, um, the, the advisory company, and then you were like, no, I'm still not happy, but you had f- had friends who, who were telling you what they saw in you, which was you should go do real estate. This would be great for you. And so. And so I did. Right. Yeah. And so what, and so what, but where I, where I got hung up and it was something I said earlier is I was, I was stepping out on the stage, Mm. right? So I was not hiding behind the numbers anymore. I was not being the mean CFO. I was going to be on stage and doing my show and to to some degree. And Mm -hmm. actually I was going to live like I actually meant it. And so to some degree, I wasn't living like I meant it. I was living the life that I should have thought I should have, but it, I, I didn't mean it, right? And so doing the real estate, it was really kind of scary because it was out of my, you know, I'm over 50, I've got a family, you know, I've got the, all this baggage trailing behind me and I'm doing this for me. And I am creating a brand for myself and I am putting myself on the stage and out there and trying to market me things that I've never done before. And mm-hmm. so it, and it's a whole different skill set and a whole different degree of confidence that I have to get, uh, that I had to get used to. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was fairly terrifying. Um, <laughs> and uh, I'm still, you know, still get nervous about it, you know, as I move, you know, manage and walk through my life. It's like, okay, here we go. And yeah, like really kind of putting yourself out there. One of the first things you needed was photos, which is why you came to me. Right. So that was like a first step. And then I know we talked about um, social media and, and right. And I feel you, oh my gosh, like I, I like to be on my side of the camera, right? I like, I like to be taking those photos. I do not like to be on the other side, but you know, when you, when you've got a business, you have to put yourself out there in that way, no matter how uncomfortable it is. Exactly. Um, so it's interesting. I remember that you mentioned to me that um, how nervous you were about your first open house. Do you have, do you want to go into that a little? Yeah. So, you know, so trying to build your business, right. And so, you know, as you go into real estate, everybody's like, use your, con- you know, use your contacts, your contacts are your customers and that's going to launch your business. And I live in Connecticut and <laughs> I, you know, worked in 
London and New York. And in the photography creative community, people don't come to Connecticut on the weekends. They go to Long Island. They go to the Hamptons. So I had no customer base, basically. You know, my contacts were my contacts, but they weren't. I had nothing, um, which is kind of weird. You're a CEO and you come into a new job and you're kind of starting from ground zero. And so how you start that is you go, you take other people's listings and you do open houses. And so you know, there was this one open house in Stanford on in Japan, and it was it was great a great old house like my kind of house. It was you know nineteen thirties, uh, really romantic type house that needed a refresh, but just just stunt like the bones were stunning. You could just kind of see this house, you know, with a little investment, it would just shine. And and I guess you know the house. I guess it appreciated that I was there because I was going to really sell this house because I loved it. Um, and so I did the open house and it was, you know, during COVID and the real estate boom, and there were like massive amounts of people. And I was only letting one group of people, one, one family in at a time to see the house, which a lot of people didn't like, but I'm like, you know what? Too bad. This is what I'm doing. And if you don't like it, you could leave. Um, but people stayed around. And so I was, you know, again, multitasking, right? So I had people in, in the house and I'm trying to engage with them and I have people outside that I'm trying to engage with them. And I guess it, it was just the house, the location and, you know, and, and, and just being me and not even actually thinking about it because there were so many things going on. I was just being me. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and I got, a listing, a $1.7 million listing out of that uh, from people I met who were going to the open house. And I got a $1.2 million sale from buyers who didn't, they didn't get that house, but they, we established a relationship and they became my customers. And yeah. And it, it was like, wow, I'm actually a real estate agent. <laughs> I could actually do this. <laughs> People actually like me. So um, I feel like, you know, it's like Sally Field. You like me. You really like you me. You really like so, me. Yeah. <laughs> so, so before you went to the open house, I want you to paint a picture of what was, what was, what was going through your head? Cause I know you told me that you were really nervous about that. Yeah. I was, you know, so it's like, all right, so where am I going to go first? What's this house like? what am I going to say? Do I, you know, I, it wasn't my listing, so I didn't, and I was never in the house before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I briefly talked to the listing agent. And um, so I was like, I'm, you know, I'm just going to, what am I going to do? You know, what am I, what, am, how am I going to do this? What am I going to do? What am I going to say? What if nobody shows up? What, you know, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if I, what if I fail? What if I look like, a moron, um, or sit there like a piece of wood, dead wood, and do nothing. Um, and so, you know, when you you, you know you drive up there, you, you kind of go through the house, and I'm like, oh, that's kind of a nice house. And then you got to go put out those open house signs, and I'm like, oh god, here we go, like, <laughs> like what's gonna happen now? <laughs> and you know, the signs come out, and then you you kind of wait, you're kind of sitting there waiting for the first car to pull up, and then all of a sudden, you know. The car comes up and it's like, all right, showtime, you know, and then just something clicked. And, you know, some, some of the, you know, your, your interactions with people are never always going to be great. You're going to really hit it off with some people and other people you're not going to hit it off with at all. Mm -hmm. And, and I think you know, and it's like, oh, well, are people going to like me? Are people going to appreciate what I bring to the table? And, and I think, and that, so that was kind of terrifying for me. And I think what I figured out after that is it doesn't make a difference. So I'm actually going to attract the people who are attracted to me and the people that I want to work with and the people who don't get me. I actually don't care. I actually don't want you as a customer and you don't need to buy the house. So I, 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 I want to, I, you know, and maybe that's from all of my using my years of experience Mm -hmm. and taking that fear 
and I'm still, I still get feared of it, but making it into a confidence, right? Mm-hmm. And so kind of leveraging off of that, like, it's okay if you don't like me. It's okay if you don't understand me. There's a lot of people who do. And those are the people that I actually want to do business with. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's so powerful and, and we forget it. Um, you know, there's that thing we want to belong and we want everyone to like us, but in the end, like when you're in my photography business too, I want to work with people that I feel that connection with where it's a mutual, like, yeah, let's do this together. That's, you know, it's a partnership. And, um, that that's, you know, I mean, so exciting when that happens and yeah, if somebody isn't, somebody called me for, for photos the other day, they wanted to do like, uh, a newborn session. They wanted to get a newborn session as a gift for, um, a daughter or granddaughter, I forget, but, and they wanted something that was, um, a lot of props and backgrounds and, and it's not my style. It's not what I do. Right. And so I, I had to just tell her, wow, I, you know, and she'd been to my website, but, you know, as we talked, I realized it, it wasn't a match, you know, she was lovely, you know, we had a great conversation, but um, in the end, they, she wasn't my client for that, right. you know? Right. And so I, I actually said, you know, there is a photographer who does beautiful work like that. And this is who that is. And so go talk to them, you know, and, and see if that's the match that you want. Cause, cause I'm, I'm, if that, you know, cause that's just, yeah. not, that's just not my thing. I'm more, exactly. you know, I kind of do more natural, like uh, more natural style and, and babies in parents' arms and stuff like that, you know? Right. Um, right. So it's, it's interesting. It's an interesting thing to navigate in life is to figure out what's true for you and how that can serve other people. Right. And, and, and with saying, with saying that about my clients, my clients are not easy. Like I gravitate to, re- to challenging situations <laughs> and challenging <laughs> clients and, and, and really complex things and issues. And, but I excel in like, I, so that's, so you don't have to be you know, it's 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 more than just a style. It's you know, I I actually don't even know why. You know, it's like all right, if you're if you have a really challenging house to sell, <laughs> I'm your guy. Like if if it's you're really difficult, I'm your guy. I can no worries there. And maybe that's from all the years of working with creative people and just you know m- knowing how to manage expectations and and be just be like, I, I, I could have really hard conversations with my clients. Mm -hmm. Um, and sometimes they, they really get mad at me. Um, but at the end of the day, I think they're really happy with my services, you know? So, and and actually, you know, they are, I just got a review. It's kind of off top. I just got a review from, it was a difficult sale of the house. The house was great. It, It needed a lot of work. But I just got a, a a really nice review from you know somebody I kind of butted heads with a little bit um, mm-hmm. to get the transaction done because my mm-hmm. my goal is to make sure you get your transaction done, um, and sometimes you have to have that hard conversation with the people, mm-hmm. and you know I'm not I guess and that's from my years of experience and being a CFO I'm not afraid. I was going to say it sounds like I mean everything that you did prior to this, and and that's one of the things about. Um, starting a new business in midlife or starting a new endeavor and, and, and yeah, it's new, it's different, but what you've got behind you is this wealth of experience that translates all those things that you forget, like, you know, how to do something so well that you don't even know the steps that you do to do it. You know, if you, if you needed to explain it to somebody, right you get to this point in life and, you, and you're just good at some things and, and, and we can just take that and then, and then transfer it into a new zone. If that's, you know, if, if anyway, I, I think I got no, lost in there, but no, no, but you're, you're exactly right. I think so from, if I, if I look at it from everything that I've done and from all of that experience, like it's, it's, I didn't, 
like I would never look at it that I wasted my career. Like if I started real estate 20 years ago, you know, I, I am sure I'd be a great real estate agent now. Um, but I wouldn't give up anything that I've done to get where I am because that has provided me with who I am and the confidence and the maturity to start something new and to to not always have to say yes or to feel like you're you need to please everybody. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's I know from my experience what's going to work here. Like I can see it and I'm going to try to make you see it that way. But yeah. at the end of the but at the end of the day I'm not the decision maker, you know, and I think that's for me that's kind of like the the little hard part. <laughs> it's like it's in my house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like, let that decision making part exactly. go. Right, you're exactly. the guide. You're the guide. I'm the guide. I'm the, I'm the facilitator. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. What? So now, how long has it been now that you've officially been a real estate agent? Are we talking uh, about a year and a half? It's so year. I would say it's a. It's just about a year. So my first transaction actually closed. April 5th. Oh my God. My first transaction actually closed April 15th last year. That oh was my, my very first And we are sale. talking, this is going to air later, but we're talking yep. on April 15th of 2021. Yep. So it's, oh my gosh, I want to high five you through the Zoom <laughs> screen. Yeah, exactly. Boop. So it's basically a year. It's like 15 months. 15 That's months. amazing. Wow. And you've just, just been a rock star since you started this. What? So now it's only been a year, so it's still really new. What do you though, what do you wish you had known when you decided to, to make the leap? What do I wish? Is I there had anything? Known? Hmm. It's a lot harder than it looks <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's, it's full on. It's, it's, you know, I think people get the impression that real estate is, is easy and maybe to some people it is easy but being me being me i don't take the easy road right i take the right what i feel is the right road and doing what i believe in is what is the best interest of my clients and going the extra mile and so that makes my job really challenging and 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 the, I think, you know, so, and as I'm saying that, I'm thinking about what I wish I knew a little bit more of it's and, and where I was always think I was always lacking is those people skills because it's very personal and it's very mm-hmm. emotional for buyers and for sellers. And I think particularly for the sale, sellers, it's a really emotional transaction. Um, there's so many things built up in a house and home and why you're moving and, 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 and just clearing out furniture. And, and so that humanity, if you will, is something that I, I, I don't want to say a struggle with, but I have to be more compassionate about that, mm-hmm. you know, and I, and I, and I try, you know, and I try to be, um, and that's I think the the emotional roller coaster that you're on in real estate as being a real estate agent and, and maybe a, a good real estate agent, it's a lot. You know, I I am very invested in my clients, and so I take everything that they're feeling really. I I, I take it in, absorb it, and and it it it's a lot for me to bear you know, but I, I like it, you know, so I becoming so engrossed in their, their stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So that's hard. It's hard. Yeah. Do you, where do you think, um, what's been like the, would, would you say that that has been the biggest area of growth for you during this year? Or can you identify that? So I would say the biggest area of growth for me is just to be me to some degree is, Mm -hmm. is really just to be okay being me and doing what I, using my instincts and acting on them. Um, Yeah, I think 
I, I, I actually think the biggest, it's, it's accept, it's having the confidence. I think that's one of the biggest growth areas for me is having the confidence in myself to be able to do this job and succeed at it. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad you said that because I'm just going to think that if I'm listening to this conversation and I hear what you've done and the life you had before you went down this road, it, as a, it's easy to say, oh my gosh, but like, he's amazing. He must never have a moment's doubt. Like, you know, and yeah. I, I always, I, I want everyone to know that, that, you know, it, it can all look amazing from the outside, but we all have those little gremlins. Uh, of course. Right. Yeah, of course. I'm going on a listing presentation tomorrow for, you know, for a, a, a one bedroom condo. And I, you know, and I want to make sure, you know, I just, it was a referral and I want to make sure I take care of this person, like give the best that I can do. So, and I'm getting nervous about it, you know, and it does, mm -hmm. so it doesn't make a difference if it's a, a one bedroom condo or a $5 million house. I'm treating every, like it's, it's that confidence or that, that fear that I'm not going to be able to, you know, support that person as, as I, as I'd like to, and to get, show them how do I, how do I, which is uh, this, well, I guess this is something I have to, I'm learning. How do I sell them me? Right. So mm. you, you, you're picking an agent and you, you know, you could have all these things and blah, 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 blah. But at the end of the day, it's, it's the agent. And so how do I sell me as a person and as a real estate agent to somebody else? Mm. And, and that, and I get scared of that. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. That is really interesting. So, I mean, to my, I have to tell you, like I, I had a, a, a session yesterday that was a, a branding session for a small business here in town. And I feel you like I was, I was a hot mess, like, and you know, I've been doing this a long time and um, I, I woke up at like two in the morning wasn't sleeping. I mean, there's a lot going on right now. Things are just really busy right now. So there's that. And, and there, there was a, like a couple of extra things piled into the mix, but, and then yesterday morning, a seriously like hot mess, almost like panic attacky kind of thing, you know? And I, you know, I went and I did this session and, and I, sometimes I have to do a little pep talk, you know, right. like, you know what you're doing, you know, put on your big girl pants and just go do the thing that you know how to do to the best of your ability and, you know, get, you know, do, do the best for them. Like find, go be valuable, go, go, go do your best, you know, and trust yourself. I look in the mirror. You got trust this. yourself, you know, trust yourself. Right. And I went to the session and we did it. And I mean, four hours gone in a flash. And I, and I got home and I, I just like, I, I'm like, where'd the time? Cause it's always like that. When I do a session, it's like, poof, it's gone, you know? Gone. And I got home and I was like, yeah, all that, all that hot mess in the morning was just nerves. That's all that was. It was just nerves. And in the end I get there and I, and I have the best time doing it. Yeah, exactly. It, you know? It's like, okay, try to remember that the next time you go into a new thing, right? Come on. You're going to do this every time. Yeah. Exactly. But you know what? I actually think it's a good, I, I actually don't think it's a bad thing to do that every right. time because yeah. then you're not, you're not cocky. Right. And so you're, I'm not, I don't think, well, again, it's like, how do people view me? So, I mean, do people view me as a, as a cocky, you know, overconfident person? I, I would hope not um, because I'm not, you know, and it's so that I get scared. And, and so that, you know, that's, that's, I think that's a good quality because you what don't do, you do to get sight. past it. So, so Rich, what do you do? Like I, I was telling you, like, I, you know, I'm looking in the mirror, you got the, you know, I have to take a little check-in moment. Do you do anything like what's, or do you just like barrel through just, no, I'm just I just kind of get out the door. I'm like, it's like putting out the sign. It's like, 
<laughs> just go do it. Next the step. Signs out. Next step. Exactly. Is that Next it? Next step. Next. <laughs> and then I just go on. It's like, ah, there I go. And, and it's like, well, yeah, it's kind of crazy. I guess it's like that medica- meditation thing. It's like, I don't do any, I just do, right? Yeah. So I just am and I just do, but there's all that stuff just, you know, churning in my head. Yeah. But then at some point it just kind of just goes away. And it's just me. Yeah. You know, I would, I just keep wondering clear, clearly like the, the real estate is just something that, that is, that you're passionate about. What is it about it? Like what, what can you define it? I don't know, actually, it, you know, it's so this, this age, this, this review, which I, it just came in this morning. She, uh, it was rich finally found his passion in life. And I'm like, Hmm. That's really interesting. Really? Um, How interesting. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yep. yep. Amazing. That's an um, interesting comment to have in a review. It is. Right? <laughs> That's cool. So yeah, clearly exactly. they're seeing what I'm seeing too. Yeah. So you know what it is? I think I've always loved houses and I've, I've refinished a lot of houses and I, 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 and I don't know why I like houses so much, if it's home or if it's just houses, but I like the design aspects of houses. I tend to like older houses that, that need to be made better or refreshed. And I, and so when I go into a house, even when I'm showing houses, like some houses, I'm like, eh, yeah, whatever. Other houses, I'm like, Oh my God. I just love, like, I just love this house. And then it just kind of takes off. And, you know, for me being, being able to sell houses, you know, I could just sell that, like, because of that passion, it just comes through on the house about a house and each one that I've sold, I've really been really passionate about them. And, and, and usually my clients expect me at every showing. And, you know, sometimes if I can't make it, they're like, then cancel the showing. Like you're going to sell this. And they, and it's happened. Actually, I've had three, three, three big listings. uh, And every client has said the same thing. You are going to sell this house. It is you. We want you here Um, because that passion about those houses, they just come to me you know, and, Mm -hmm. and I, I, it's just, I can't explain why. Um, And even when I'm, if I have buyers, I may, I can, that clicks on at, with some of the houses that I'm showing them and just be like, like this, (laughs) this house is a great house. Like look past it, do this, do this. It's like, get over it. And yeah. And so then, and I get passionate about it and then they get passionate about it. And then, and then it, the train just takes off. Like, yeah. like, you know, we just did a house and it, you know, we saw it on a Saturday, they were doing an open house on, on a Sunday. And I'm like, you have to get this house. Like this house, ha- you, it, this is your house. You have to get this house. <laughs> and so then this whole thing just kind of, I just, I get them up on it. And then I'm like, all right, I'm going to call them. We're going to make an offer. We're going to make it you know, full price offer. We're going to make it contingent upon, you know, accepting the offer before the open house. And, and then, and then I get the agent involved and, and then we do have a deal done. And it's like, wow, because that was their house, you know? Um, And it's that weird thing that I don't know, it just kind of, I like it and I love it. So yeah, I like houses. I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) That is awesome. What would you, so because this, you know, podcast going back to the whole origin of this idea for these conversations is just about like helping other people get past whatever stuck point. I mean, how you got the advice for somebody who is wondering what their next thing is or waiting to do the next thing that they want to do, but they've got lots of reasons not to. You know, and so I think it's, well, it goes back to live life like you mean it, right? So really try, you know, try uh, and don't be afraid to take a, a risk on yourself. 
Um, and there's, I think there's ways to do it. Um, I don't, you know, it, you can't be afraid. And I think, you know, you, you've got to, you've got to kind of rely on your history and your confidence that got you to where you are in your life to say, I own it. Like I'm here. And, and if I'm recognizing that something's not right, you know, in my career or whatever, I've got to, I've got to make, it's up to me to make it better. And 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 it's good to be afraid, but don't do it because you're afraid. So try to try to go out of your comfort zone a little bit and push yourself. Like it's okay that you you know you know you in in, in your life you're pushing you're pushing your kids to be better people. You're pushing you're you're just there's always something that you're you're exerting these forces onto everybody else. And it's okay to put those pressures and those expectations on you too. And to try to make you try to make yourself a little, try to make yourself happy and, and more fulfilled. You know, if you're not fulfilled, you gotta, you, it's up to you to do something about it. And you have to be strong enough to, to, to do it in, and really kind of think out of the box. How can I do it? to make it work for me and it's okay to fail. Like I could have been, I could have been a terrible agent, right? But I tried it, you know, I could have been a terrible consultant and I tried it. And if I think back to my life, you know, who knew I was gonna be a CFO, right? I, you know, and have this, you just do and you go and, you correct as you know you 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 constantly correct as you move navigate like so don't i guess don't look at the for me don't look at it as a straight road you know mm. you know it, it it's kind of like the pocahontas disney thing you know which 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 river should i you know just around the river bend should i take that one straight and arrow or should i take this crooked one that goes off into the woods it's like well maybe you take the crooked one that goes off to the woods but you try to stay in the middle of the crooked river <laughs> so you keep on <laughs> adjusting so you're kind of you're not so wild but you're a little more confined mm -hmm. and you just can't keep on refining yourself as you go along yeah. um because I have to tell you for, so you wonder what people think of you. I don't think of you as being like a massive risk taker. You, you seem to me like somebody who makes decisions that are based in ha on having done your due diligence. Just from what I know of you, you know, is that true? I just saw your eyes go. Hmm. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I I'm an I'm an accountant, right? I'm a CPA by by trade, so I'm not a risk taker. Um, yeah. But I've done. I mean, I, if you look at my career, I mean, I've taken risks, you know, I, and mm -hmm. I've done a lot of, you know, really amazing. If I think about it, amazing things. Uh, but trying to be conservative at the same time, mm -hmm. so. Yeah, I, it's, I guess it's, I'm, I'm more, and, and again, I guess that's that thing that's always going on in my head. It's that more calculated, thoughtful risks that I do, right? So like I could have been look a and leap, would you say? Like look and, 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 but. So it's, it's kind of, so if I was standing at the edge of, of a mountain and I was going to jump, I would look at what's all around me. I would look up, I would look down, I would look what's behind me, what's on the side of me, what's what's down there, what's on this side, what's on that side, what's on that side, what's on that side, what's, and and kind of like do all of this like, like a little computer and be like, all right, if you're going to jump, which you are going to jump, you should jump over here, not not over there. And so it's kind of like that calculated mm -hmm. risk. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. it's like that that whole processing is going on all at the same time. Yeah. You know, so where do you see yourself in like 10 years, 20 years? Any idea? I, I have no idea. I actually have no idea. And I'm okay with that. <laughs>
Like, could I still be doing real estate? I could be, you know, could I be an architect? I could be, could I be an interior designer? I think I could be. Um, could I be on the beach doing nothing? Absolutely not. <laughs> like, like, like I have to do something. Will I be an accountant? Absolutely not. That's that's done as far mm -hmm. as I'm concerned. And mm -hmm. so it's, you know, it's I've gotten this creative little vibe in me now and I want to pursue that. So yeah. But, yeah, but I don't know. Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> what a what a great I I man, I, I think that's a great place to end it. You've got the creative vibe in you and you're gonna see where it goes, huh? Yep, yep, yep. That's awesome. Oh my gosh. I'm so happy for you. I knew from the minute I met you that you were gonna rock this thing, and I am just just so happy for you that everything has has come to fruition because I know you, you know, you took a leap, man. I did take a leap and, you know, and I think, well, and I just want to kind of leave it like this. Cause I, 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 I think I, I've been thinking about this along a, a lot is that people have said to me, because the real estate market is really busy right now. And they, people have said, Oh, you're, you're, you, you, your timing was right. You've gotten so lucky. And I used to say, yeah, you're right. And my old me would say, yeah, you're right. But I say, no, if my timing was right, I would have started this three years ago and had my contacts mm. all up and running and I would have been nailing it. This, my success right now is because of me. Like mm -hmm. everything that I am successful right now because of me. It, it, it's the market is good, but this is, this is all me. It, it's, you know. Putting the work in. I'm happy. Yeah. I put the work in and I am being me and it's actually paying off. So. And that is hallelujah for Yay. anybody, you know, it's, it's all you could want for anybody is that they put the work in and they being themselves and it pays off. Yep. And exactly. I think that if you really are being yourself, if you're, if you really are doing the work and you really are true to yourself and what you want, and you've got that, how can you not be successful? Right. Exactly. You know? Yep. Very cool. Oh, Rich, thank you so much. So you are now with William Ravis, right? How can, yes. So tell people how they can find you. So I'm at uh, William Ravis in New Canaan. Uh, and my Instagram is uh, Rich Companic Homes. Uh, and um, I don't know. What else do you want to know? That's, that that's seems me. good. That seems that's good. Me. Anything else we need, I'll have in the show notes for people. Yeah. And um, I'm just so glad that we finally, we've been talking about doing this for a year. And I remember the first time I asked you, you were like, you, you really were like, me? What? You want to, yeah, why do you want, what? Why, why do you want, want me? to me? Why do you, why do you want me? Right. And, and, exactly. And then I'm like, oh, all right, you can talk to me. And then it's like, no, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Now. <laughs> like, I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready to tell my story yet. Now I'm ready. <laughs> you know, and, and that, so I know I keep like false endings, but what's happened is that you have developed, because you've been doing this for a year, even though it's only been a year you've, you like those, I don't know about you, but I find that every, when I do things that those little things, they just the doing of something starts to give me confidence, starts to give me a sense of, yeah, I got this. I've done this. I've done this before and I can do this again. And, and every time I learn a little something, I get a little better. I make mistakes, but I get a little better. Right. 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 Well, in mistakes. And so actually that, thank you for, for, for talking, bringing up mistakes. I make a lot of mistakes. Like I make dumb mistakes. Like I sent you, I sent out this email blast telling everybody I switched agencies. I had my wrong phone number on it. Like I, I make a lot of mistakes and I always will. I will. It's part of who I am is that I make mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> I make we, a do. Lot of we do. We, we do. We got to stop being so afraid of it, right? Yeah. 
and I'm all right with, you know, I'm trying to get all right with it. It's like, oh my God, I can't believe I did that. <laughs> but you know what? The world doesn't end. <laughs> it, it's like, yeah, okay. I, I made a mistake. So that's all right. Like people, everybody makes mistakes. Countries make mistakes. I mean, every, Absolutely. you know, don't be afraid to make a mistake. The human condition, baby. That's exactly. That's it. That's it. Oh man. All right, man. We, we got to get together soon for in-person. In-person. Darn exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Soon. <laughs> Thank you, Rich. Thank you. Well, there you have it. I love Rich's motto. So I think I'm just going to take a minute to repeat it. Live like you mean it. Live like you mean it. I just want to keep saying it over and over. If you want to know more about Rich, I'll have that information for you in the show notes. You can just go to latebloomerliving.com forward slash podcast and click on the show notes for episode 48. And of course, while you're there, you can also find a link to the sign-up sheet for your free guide, Five Steps to Your Midlife Reboot. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you have a fantastic week. Stay safe and well. Talk soon.